Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. It is this SENZ, three past three. It is Phoenix Nation, thanks to Oppo. Coming up on Phoenix Nation today, we have a couple of uh, great guests. One uh, f- former Phoenix player now playing in the sky blue of Melbourne City, Scott Galloway. He is going to join us around a quarter past three. Also, Sean Gill, the director of football of the Wellington Phoenix, will have uh, an Oppo fan challenge as well. Uh, five sh- questions from the penalty spot uh, to give away some Oppo earphones. Actually, Oppo have just given me four tickets as well. If you want to go to the Phoenix versus MacArthur FC, uh, that's not this weekend, it's next Sunday, uh, the 6th of November at 3pm. Just flick us a text with your email address and uh, those tickets could be yours. 8833 is our text line. You want to win tickets to go see the Phoenix next Sunday against MacArthur. 8833 with your name and your email address and we'll uh, announce the winner at the end of the show. Earlier on today, Though I caught up with all whites and Phoenix legend Costa Barbarousis. SENZ. This is SENZ Phoenix Nation, and of course, the Phoenix show we do once every week with Oppo for an hour. We just talk Phoenix, and what better way to start the show than this week? Uh, one of the star strikers of the Wellington Phoenix, Costa Barbarousis, uh, uh, the prodigal son. He's back, he's home, and uh, it's great to see you back in yellow and black. Costa, how are you? Yeah, good. Thanks. Thank you for having me. Doing really well. Yeah, good, mate. Good to hear. Uh, how you, how have you settled back into Wellington? Yeah, it's been great. It's been an easy sort of transition. Um, uh, I moved over first for about a month and, and got to it in, and then uh, my my family came over once uh, the place was ready and all sorted. And to be honest, it's been pretty smooth sailing. You know, everyone's um, happy to to have me and uh, my little ones here. My mum's Wrapped to be able to, to babysit and spend some time with them, and most importantly, the football um, has been an easy transition to a team where I'm familiar with how they play because I played pretty much a similar way for a few years at Sydney. And um, no, it's been a really great settling in. I was going to ask you about that actually because I, 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 this is this is what a, a true professional would have done their uh, would have done their homework, cost, but I haven't. Uh, but were, were you were you at Sydney when Ufuk was uh, there as an assistant? No, nah, so I I got to Sydney when he took the Wellington job, so we never crossed paths before. Um, so he had just left pretty much when I got there, so we missed each other prior by probably about a month. Um, so this is my first time working with him. How have you found it? I mean, I know you said uh, you've played similar system at Sydney. Do you, does he operate similarly to Stevie Corica? Um, look, you know, the system sort of, the way I see it, it's a, it's a general shape and then, their coaches mould it to the way they want, and um, you know, at times it's it's similar. You know, at times we've sort of set up to soak up, um, you know, concede possession and play on the counter. At times uh, we tried to be a bit more proactive, but um, you know, I, they're completely different personalities, and they've uh, within the same sort of formation, they've got their own ideas, and uh, no, he's, he's really switched on. The uh players that the 
club have brought in this season. Yourself, of course, uh, Krajev, uh, you know, the Bulgarian uh, number 10, um, Oscar Zavada uh, up up front. I mean, it's uh, it's an interesting dynamic, mate. How's, how's it all fitting in at training? How are you guys working together? Yeah, no, I think the boys have set it in well. Obviously, for me and, and Stevie and Lucas who have come from within the league, it's a bit of an easier transition, but the guys coming from overseas, um, you know, it's it's a bigger change for them. But I think they've set it in well. Um, I think you've seen, obviously, Jan got that really unlucky red card in the first game, so nobody's seen much of him. But the other two boys, you can see they're applying themselves a lot and uh, there's some, you know, flashes of, of good stuff there. So uh, I think as the season goes on, um, you know, we've, we've got them here at really good ages. I think they're all in their mid-20s and they're hungry to, to do well. So I think, uh, you know, most of the time if you put the work in, um, you'll get, you know, what, what you sort of deserve. So I think the boys are putting in the work and uh, I think we'll see that they'll all do really well for us this year. The squad this weekend, mate, I, I don't know if it's giving away too much, but I know Borley's been recovering from a foot injury. Uh, is he back? Uh, I think Jan's back this week. It's, it's certainly give uh, the boss a few more options. Yeah, obviously I think Jan will be back in the, straight back in the squad. Um, Borley, I'm actually not too sure. He did uh, like 4v4s today, a bit modified. Um, so hopefully, you know, I, I really probably think it's a bit soon this week without knowing anything, but uh, it shows you that he's not far off as well. So, uh, no, look, we're, we're getting everyone back fit. And, uh, yeah, it's only a good thing to have those sort of headaches. Um, they're good headaches to have for the for the coach. Yeah, definitely, mate. Uh, with this formation that uh, is being played at the moment, you know, it's a four with a, a two setting midfielders and then two wider uh, players and then two players up front. Um, you've played as part of the front two. You've also played wide, I think, on the right. Uh, have you got a preference? Yeah. Um, not really. Look, they're both, you know, positions I'm familiar with. I think, um, you know, more recently I've played up top uh, for last year at Victory and then a couple of years at Sydney. But then obviously towards the end of my time at Sydney, I did move to that 10 role. Um, you know, throughout my career, I was basically a winger, you know, out and out winger for a lot of it. Um, so both positions are sort of in between, sort of that. So... Uh, look, it's just positions are a general starting point, I think, and it's just an understanding of the game. So I, I don't mind playing in either, and I think um, you know I can give you know some good options in, in both positions. Yeah, it's pretty fluid, isn't it? You guys can interchange quite yeah. a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. things obviously didn't go so well last weekend over at Newcastle, and it kind of just looked like the team got caught cold. Newcastle started really hot. What was the sort of conversation post that match? Yeah, I mean, probably spot on. You know, we I don't know how far off, offside um, Bahaja was for that first goal in the first minute. Um, but, you know, we could have found ourselves 2-0 down after five minutes, which even 1-0 down after five or 2-0 after 15, whatever it was, just not good enough, you know. And, um, you know, the, the boss did say that we need to match him for the first 20 minutes, and I don't think we did do that. Um, everyone... I think in the, in the team that started, you know, can say, I, I think should say that we, we didn't do that. And uh, you see the game eases off after that a little bit, you know, and then we get ourselves back in the game and then uh, concede again five minutes later, you know, a minute before half time. So you're not really giving yourself much of a chance when 
you know, I think football's about moments and we uh, we were switched off in the wrong moments and, you know, we, obviously we played well in the second half but they sort of they conceived the position and were happy to soak it up a bit and I think if we went in half-time 2-1, at least with a poor start, I think we still would have had a, a really good chance to, to go and get something from the game but we I think we gave ourselves too much to do and to be honest, that was pretty much the message after the game too and um, you know everyone was pretty disappointed and um, you know looking forward to, to trying to make amends this week I guess the the play the, I mean you, you had a day off yesterday uh, today's the first day back training does does Sufi run you a bit harder when you've come off a bad result um, look the, like we, we trained twice already before yesterday so um, we probably did maybe a bit more than we normally would uh, which I think is good. We did a bit of um, shape on uh, on Tuesday where we we may not have done before that, but we just you know wanted to get some things right and get an idea for what to come, what's going to come this weekend. So um, no, I think look football these days. I think unless it's uh, you know a, a crisis situation, uh, a lot of it's uh, looking through you know numbers of of how much we've ran and we we do tests of. Um, you know, our strength in, in certain parts of the body at the beginning of the week. So I think, you know, the coach has every right to not punish us, like I said, because, you know, I think we've done okay in the first couple of games before last weekend. Um, you know, you got to you got to be a bit smart about things. And, uh, you know, everyone knows that, that we weren't happy with the weekend and we just uh, got to put that past us. You've got to go up against Melbourne City this weekend. Um, they won the the league uh, last season, but then lost the uh, lost in the playoffs final to Western United. Uh, they're they're obviously a dangerous team. They've got a, a good front three. Uh, what's the what's the plan this week for these guys? Yeah, I mean, look, you know, without um, you know bigging them up too much, they're probably the the best team in the comp and probably the you know the informed team as well already this year. So um, it's going to be a tough game. Uh, we we know that obviously going there as well, um, but you know we played them in the cup and although it was preseason, it was a competitive game and I think we played them really well and limited their like you said their threats up front and uh, looked really dangerous on the counter attack and and at times when we held possession for a little bit so I think we should take a little bit of confidence out of that and um, regardless no we have to yeah be better than last weekend and and. Um, see how we can hurt them again this week. So yeah. you obviously weren't uh, part of the camp for the for the two All-Whites games against the Socceroos because you had the suspension from the Costa Rica game, uh, but you had been involved before that. What do you make of the decision from New Zealand football to make Danny Hay reapply and some of the things that have come out off the back of that? I mean, did you enjoy playing under Danny in the way he did things? Uh, I know some players have suggested that maybe they did and others, have, uh, from the sounds of things, some of the younger guys, maybe not so much. Yeah, um, look, I don't know what um, goes on behind closed doors in the offices, you know, or, you know, what conversations go on um, in the background because at the end of the day, you know, personally, I, you know, I'm just a player and I think a lot of players would feel the same way. But um, in terms of if if I enjoyed going to camp, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, I think there was a good uh, sort of camaraderie in the team. Um, we... You know, I think, you know, Danny and his staff set us up uh, and um, put us together in a way that we really wanted to fight for each other and, and fight for the country, which 
you know, is, is sort of pretty standard for most all white teams I've been involved with. But I think there was a, you know, implemented a, a real pride in um, playing for your country and some of the things we did, um, you know, as a team and, and behind closed doors were really great. Um, putting the traditions of, of our, our country and our culture um, to the forefront of, of our group, which was great. And I think, you know, we, we really enjoyed the way we played. Uh, I think the fans really liked the way we played um, under Danny. And look, yeah, it's sad to see him go. And, uh, you know, that that's part of football without knowing too much of, of everything else that's gone on. Um, you know, these things happen in football and... Um, yeah, uh, sad to see him go, but um, we'll see what happens next year. I'm not not really too sure. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see where they go with that one, yeah. Costa. Uh, last time I talked to you uh, was uh, you were in you were in Australia getting ready to move home, and you said the one thing you were really looking forward to about being back in Wellington is being close to your parents, not just to see your family, but also because it meant that you and the missus got a night out and you got you got built-in babysitters with the grandparents. Um, what was the first yeah. thing? What was the first thing you did? What was the first outing when you when you when you got here and you had babysitters? Uh, we went to uh, would have been Monsoon Poon, I think, and uh, and a movie, which you know that's a that's a crazy night out for us. <laughs> yeah, uh, dinner and a movie, mate. That's pretty much our thing. Uh, we sort of get it once a week now. I like to do it maybe on a a Tuesday night where I have the next day off. Um, yeah, so we haven't been able to do that for three years before coming here which um, yeah it just takes a lot off a little bit and it's, uh, it gives us time to talk as you know as adults without kids around so uh, no it's been a nice little chance to have at least uh, a day a night at, um, where we can just sort of chat about normal stuff and and uh, mum's obviously wrapped to take care of the kids any, any chance he can get so it's been great oh, awesome mate what movie did you see? Uh, which mate I can't even remember what I watched last night, let alone. <laughs> you just catch up on sleep uh, in the theatre. Yeah, mate, to be honest, uh, I nearly dozed off about three times. Uh, um, That's a great recommendation yeah, I, already. Well, yeah, kind of been a very good one if I, if I can't remember it. Uh, but yeah, we, we before that, we hadn't gone to the movies for like a whole year before that. So yeah, it was good to at least get out and have a good meal. Oh, good stuff, man. Hey, Costa, thanks so much for your time, bro. Uh, it's great to chat to you. Uh, great to have you back in the yellow and black and looking forward to uh, seeing the boys uh, put it all out there against Melbourne City this weekend. Yeah, no, my pleasure. Thank you for having me again. Phoenix Nation on SENZ. Three twenty-two on Phoenix Nation. Ricardo Ball with you through till four o'clock. I remember to text through double eight double three your name, your email address if you want to win uh, some tickets to go see the Phoenix next Sunday against MacArthur FC at Sky Stadium. That's a three o'clock kickoff on the Sunday. Of course, this weekend they play Melbourne City over in Melbourne. And joining us from Melbourne City is Scott Galloway. G'day, mate. How are you? How are you? Yeah, good. Thanks, mate. Good. How uh, how was things going for you this season? I mean, it's a pretty good start, I guess. Uh, three wins, three games, you can't complain, top of the table? 
Yeah, yeah, like you said, uh, yeah, it's been a good start, a perfect start so far in terms of results. Um, but yeah, you know, just looking to continue to build and uh, get better as a team. Well, you must have. I think the team, you know, you, you you could you could put us straight on this, but the team must have been a bit filthy um, at the end of last season because I, I thought over the season you were clearly the best team in the league. You, you topped the table, uh, but then just just lost that final to Western United. Um, uh, uh, that's got to be a, a real driver for you guys this season. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Uh, you know, we, we wanted to go back-to-back uh, last season. Um, but, you know, that, that's the thing of finals football and especially in the grand final. Uh, if, if you don't actually turn up on the day, um, you know, in, in the end, it all kind of comes to nothing. Uh, so it's definitely a driving force for us this season not to, to have that feeling again. I bet, mate, I bet. Um, how, you're, you're 27 now. You're at the peak of your powers as a, as a footballer. You know, f- footballers are always at their best, sort of 27 through to about 31. Um, how's your game changed? Obviously, you know the, the the role of a fullback, even the last two or three years, um, particularly the way Liverpool have played with their fullbacks, has really changed. How have you had to adapt? Uh, yeah, well, like you said, uh, you, you can see the way the modern day fullbacks changed uh, over time. Now they definitely uh, become a lot more attacking as well as, as defensively. Um, so you know, just continuing to build, and the and the way we play with our fullbacks is uh, is I think very different again uh, to a lot of other teams. Um, you know, just different formations and that. So just having to adapt to that, um, and then on a personal level, um, you know, had a significant ankle injury in the preseason, so just having to recover from that, and then you know just look to to build fitness and everything again, um, so close to the season. Yeah, I mean the front three that you've got at City, um, you know, is, is I think is the envy of the league. Jamie McLaren through the middle, as good a nine as you'll get running around uh, in the A League, and uh, Naboo and um, and the, and Lecky on uh, wide as well. I mean, those guys are naturally wide forwards. Given that's where fullbacks normally go to, does that mean you get to cut inside a little bit more? And uh, have you thought about switching sides? So when you cut inside, you're on your favoured foot. Uh, well, yeah, and then you, you also got to throw Marco Tilia in there as well. Mm. You know, that, that's four Socceroos players um, that you've got up front for only three positions, so it makes it hard. But as a fullback, when you've got quality like that in front of you um, going forward, you can link up play and then, you know, uh, providing into the box for, you know, an unbelievable striker like McLaren, um, you know, you really just got to put it in the area and it's, you know, he's going to finish it for you. So it's uh, as a fullback, uh, getting forward, it makes your job a whole lot easier having that quality up front to link with. You've uh, you spent a season over here, of course, uh, playing for uh, the Wellington Phoenix. What's, what are your memories of, pl- of playing over this side of the ditch like? I remember it being very windy. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, nah, it, it was uh, an, an enjoyable time there. Uh, probably not so much a, an enjoyable season, um, uh, the way we finished and just how, how a couple things sort of went off the field there, um, but uh, I remember the uh, the people and everyone being there just being fantastic, um, you know, going out after a game to, to somewhere to, to meet the fans and that, uh, it was always a great experience um, seeing everyone there and just being able to mingle uh, and, and get along so easily. Uh, and I just remember, you know, New Zealand in general just being a beautiful place. You know, glad you glad you enjoyed your time here, mate. Of course, you get to you get to pop back a couple of times this season. Hopefully, uh, now that we've got COVID out of the way, which is which is good. But I mean, uh, in terms of uh, the Knicks, when you look at the way that they've set up some of the uh, the players they've brought in, you know, Costa Barbarousas, of course, Ballie's still there. Oscar Zawada up front, Craven and uh, and Sass, the uh, the new imports as well. I mean, what's your looking at the team from afar? What's the opinion of the way that um, Ufuk Tale has built this team in the off season? 
I think uh, I've always admired a book. Um, I've known him from the past, uh, playing some junior football at the AIS. Um, and I've always thought he's a fantastic coach. And you can see the way he's got the team playing uh, is really good. Um, I played with Costa before at uh, Victory when I was there with him. Uh, you know, he's a great player. And, uh, you know, you, you can see he's just taking that team strength to strength. And I think they'll be even better again that now they can actually play football back on home soil. Uh, which is just it's good for them and it's it's good for the game in general. I mean, for, from Melbourne City point of view, when you're getting ready for a game, uh, I know that, what are we at uh, Thursday at the moment? Getting for a game, getting ready for a game this weekend. How much time do you spend looking at tape of the Oppo, and how much is it just to focus on what you do? Uh, we, we kind of always focus on what we do, um, but then you know from the get go we start looking at clips of the of the Phoenix as well. Um, I think just as like any team in general, you you want to know exactly who you're coming up against, players, and how the style of play they play. But you also got to just concentrate on yourself uh, and work on your game because obviously you know we we believe in everything that we do, and uh, it's it's more so about us than the opposition. Yeah, I mean, who's the one player in yellow and black that this weekend that you'll be focused on? I think uh, Wayne up front and Costa, you know, they're both two very dangerous players, uh, but they've got quality all over the park. Uh, so, you, know, you, you can't really just put it all on one player. No, you can't. You can't. And, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's, I, I think it's better than the, uh, the sum of their parts in terms of what we've seen results-wise so far, the Phoenix. So, uh, looking forward to the matchup. Of course, last couple of seasons, I believe, uh, Melbourne City had gone, up, gone out in the Australia Cup to the Wellington Phoenix. So, do you feel like you owe them one? Yeah, well, it's, it's definitely a driving force for us. Um, you know, the last year, two seasons, uh, getting knocked out in that. Um, but like I said, uh, you know, even putting that aside, uh, we want to win every game, regardless of who we come up against and maybe what past results or anything have been, because in the end, past results mean nothing now. Uh, it's, it's all about the next game. There's a, there was a fullback who used to be at the Phoenix who uh, signed for the Jets for this season, uh, who scored the first goal of the game last week. You might have seen that with James Gary. Seems to be a bit um, Murphy's Law, doesn't it, when it, when you switch teams and you come up against each other early in the season? Uh, you'll probably you probably do one. You fancy yourself this weekend? I hope so. Uh, no, it'd be good to see. And it was uh, good to see McGarry put one away. I didn't know he could actually shoot on his right foot. Um, but, uh, no, <laughs> Just for standing on, you reckon? That one. Yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, no, hopefully. Uh, but yeah, most importantly, it's uh, it's about just getting the win for the team. Yeah, yeah, good stuff. All right, Scott. Hey, a couple of questions for you, mate. Um, I was, uh, I don't know, do, do players go on things like transfermarket.com? Do you do you look at yourself on transfermarket.com? Uh, I haven't. I think maybe some players do. Uh, but I've, yeah, I've never really took a notice of it. Probably more so look at my FIFA stats, if anything. Yeah, what, well, what do you think of your FIFA stats? Where do you reckon they've got it right? Where do you reckon they've got it wrong? Oh, I think I think they're pretty poor. I wouldn't mind if they're a little bit higher, but uh, oh, it is what it is. I don't think I've ever played with myself on it. I always jump on the likes of you know Man City, Real Madrid, and that. Yeah, oh, dear. I'm going to leave the played with myself alone for for, for now, Scott. Um, <laughs> do, do you? Uh, how much do you reckon? Uh, if you had to have a stab in the dark, how much do you reckon you're worth according to TransferMarket.com right at this moment in time? Oh, I don't know. I think it's around maybe. 300 mark or something like that. Well, not bad. 350,000 euros, apparently. That's right. Yeah, that's, I'll say that. That's right, mate. What do you get? 10% cut of that if you shift clubs? Oh, I'm not too sure that's, <laughs> that's out of my hands, that one. <laughs> you leave that to the agents, mate. Leave that to the agents. Hey, yeah, Scotty, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, thanks for coming on today, mate. You've been a great sport. It's great to chat to you. Go well. Uh, have a great season. Uh, I just, just hope you don't, don't go as well this weekend, eh? 
<laughs> no problem at all. I appreciate it. Cheers. Scott Galloway there, former Phoenix player, now fullback for Melbourne City. Uh, that game, of course, Sunday evening, 7 o'clock New Zealand time, Melbourne City versus the Wellington Phoenix. It is 28 away from 4 o'clock. Your opportunity to get tickets to the Wellington Phoenix against MacArthur FC, thanks to Oppo, all you got to do is text us your name and your email address. We have four passes to give away to that game that is next Sunday at 3 o'clock at Sky Stadium. Double eight double three is our number. When we come back, the director of football from the Wellington Phoenix joins us. This is SENZ Phoenix Nation with Oppo, 26 away from 4 o'clock. And joining us now is uh, Sean Gill from the Wellington Phoenix. G'day, Sean, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? Yeah, good, thanks, mate. Good. Uh, and uh, a bit of a change for you. You've been a long, long-serving operations manager at the Wellington Phoenix, but uh, you've got a new role at the Phoenix as the club's director of football. Um, how does that change things for you? Yeah, so it's uh, look, it's probably uh, yeah the evolution of the club, and you know now being back on uh, New Zealand shores and having a women's team here and a men's team, and and sort of now reconnecting all back with the academy. So, you know, as far as uh, as far as my role, it sort of probably takes a little bit of the day-to-day operational stuff out of it, and you know allows you to focus uh, more and on some of the strategic goals and and the longer-term sort of thinking and planning uh, of all the various. Football, football departments. Yeah, I mean, I guess with the women's team involved now, there's there's three teams really, isn't there? With the Rezies who play in the national league and uh, and the first the men's first team now the women's first team as well. I mean that that job will be uh, quite encompassing, I, I would imagine. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. I mean, it's uh, you know it was it was a difficult couple of years for us, sort of being uh, spread all over the place, and then you know the first inaugural season of the women's last year, then based on Wollongong and the the men in Chatswood, um, you know, and, and it's great to have everyone back uh, in the one place, and yeah, you know, we can't wait for the for for the first women's you know professional Phoenix game uh, in Wellington on the twentieth of November. It's going to be a cracking occasion, but. Um, yeah, it's, uh, you know, the club, when I first started, we had a men's first team and we were sort of fittering around with uh, Team Wellington at that stage with the Football School of Excellence. And, you know, now we've got a, a men's team, a women's team in the professional ranks, the reserve team. And then under the reserve team, there's uh, four other teams in the academy and, you know, growth in the girls' space next year with hopefully two to three teams coming there. So, yeah, it's, 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 uh, it's, it's it's become a proper football club now, which is which is fantastic. Yeah, I mean, so the the director of football, I I hear that title and I think about what I know about overseas clubs, and I think, okay, so you talk, uh, you know, the director of football talks about the direction of the club, the way the club plays, recruitment for the club, all of those sort of things. Is is am I on the right track here of what that means for you as well? Yeah, yeah. Look, it's probably not quite a European director of football. You know, it's it's not necessarily going to be up to me to tell, uh, you know, Uffi uh, or Net uh, how they're going to play or, or what they're going to play. You know, but it's probably more taking a longer term view towards some of our recruitment. You know, more so, you know, making sure that we're picking up the best kids into the uh, into the academy, both in the in the in the girls and boys space. You know, and then being able to bring them through into the first team, and then. 
Or if not bringing them into the first team, you know, being able to put them into places overseas. And if we do come into the first team, then being able to make some sales off them, you know. So that's probably more of the focus. Uh, and then, you know, we, we also want to get to the point where um, <clears throat> we do have the best working with the best in the academy, you know, and with that requires more funding, you know. So how are we going to get that funding? Where's that funding going to come from in terms of non-elite streams in the academy? So it's, it's probably a little bit more of that, um, you know, uh, and you sort of you, you let the coaches, you know, play, play the way they see it best. Yeah, let, let the coaches coach and, and you do the rest. Correct, correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, you mentioned there, you know, I mean, getting players, developing players, potentially selling players on. Libby Kikache, Sarpreet Singh, two great examples of that. Um, you, the Phoenix have got their own academy. Of course, the Ole Academy is quite famous as well. That's down in your part of the country. There's winners around. I know there's a, there's a good academy in, in Christchurch as well. I mean, what's the relationship like at the moment with all of those academies? And is that something that you'll look to do to, to sort of maybe not bring them under the Phoenix umbrella, but at least, uh, you know, sort of have some sort of uh, partnerships or relationship with them? Yeah, look, we, we're, we're always we're always looking to do what we can in the, in the, in the um, you know, amateur space. You know, whether that's working in with those other academies or whether that's, you know, working in with uh, other clubs around the country and other clubs within New Zealand to, or within Wellington to... You know, help bring that talent through uh, at that sort of under 13 and below level. Uh, you know, that is going to be a key focus for us. Um, you know, we can't supply all the coaches, you know, so it's probably a, a bit more of coach-to-coach working and trying to upskill the coaches and, you know, maybe give them some of our best practice and, and hopefully that rubs off. Um, but, you know, we had winners uh, uh, down using the fantastic training facility at NZCIS last week and, you know, we were having chats with uh, Winton and, talking to him about what he's doing and that. So, yeah, the relationships are, are good there and, and, you know, part of this role will be trying to figure out how we can help the whole of the game. Yeah, I mean, football fans are passionate, right? They love their sport. Uh, they want the Wellington Phoenix to do well. But as a result, often they get um, they, they get emotional about things and, you know, you, you see, particularly on social media, um, you know, why isn't the club signed this player? Why isn't the club signed that player? I saw a little bit of that around when Alex Grieve broke into the St Mirren first team, right? Uh, but you can't uh, sign everybody, right? Um, so, what would you say to those fans that maybe see players like Alex Grieve pop up overseas? Yeah, look, it's you know, it's, it, the development's not a straight line. You know, you don't sort of, it's not you. You, you see someone at sort of ten, eleven, twelve, and then they're automatically going to go through this funnel and go the way you think. You know, so there are some players that you know potentially weren't uh, on the radar of our coaching staff at those younger ages that have sort of gone on to develop. I think with someone like Alex, you know, he went over to the States and did well in the state system and, and then picked up the contract from there. So it's, you know, it's not an exact science uh, and that will be part of the remit to, 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 to see how we can make it more of an exact science and, and pick up, you know, a lot more of the better players. Um, but, you know, I think back to, should probably show my age <laughs> when John Kerwin got in the All Blacks, right? Mm. Yeah, he was coming from Division Three rugby and stuff like that. So it's not, as I say, it's not an exact science. You don't always get it right. Um, but I think of late we're getting more of the more and more of them, right? You know, and if I look at the the last uh, under nineteen OFC qualifiers, I think we had twelve uh, out of that that squad. You know, so so we're heading in the right direction. 
there's obviously a big education uh, part of this when you're dealing with younger players as well. Um, I think you've got a relationship with Scots College, and I know that is it St Margaret's as well for for the women's side, so that academy players you do sign, you know, they have a school to go to and and all of that sort of thing. What about the next step from there? Often we talk about you mentioned it with Alex. Um, we see a lot of our our football firms have have gone this path as well that they end up playing college football in the US. Is is that something that you also look towards partnering with with somebody on that side of uh, that's part of the world around that as well in tertiary education? Yeah, so look, we, we've uh, we've currently got a, a a very good relationship with the AUT here in New Zealand. We do have a program that we're running in conjunction with them for the ones that are coming out of school uh, that give them a sort of a, a, a pre-degree type course in sports management. It allows them to do a little bit of coaching, which then allows them to get back into the community and coach some of the younger kids as well. And you know they get they get uh, credits for that. We are looking to try and move that into a degree paper. Uh, so so that work is underway. I think we might have twenty in that in that cohort this year uh, doing that that study. So yeah, that's critical for us because it's not just about you know, uh, developing per, uh, the player. It's about developing the person educationally, socially, you know, ment- mental skills and all that sort of thing. So, yeah, it is, it's a critical thing for us. Uh, moving out to NZCIS opens up a few other schools out this way to work with. So, yes, it's definitely something we is front of mind. Yeah, I mean, the, the role that you have is about evolving. I mean, the, the role will evolve, but the club will also evolve, right? And and, and, and grow and grow and, and maybe in different ways we don't see now. But, I mean, how are you set up at the moment? I mean, do you have like a one-year plan, a five-year plan, a 10-year plan? And, and how does that work for you? What do you, what do you see, the, the you know, sort of down the road for the club? Yeah, so, I mean, look, down the road for the club, we see we see the, the, the girls' program, particularly in the academy space, mirroring the, the, the boys' program. Same number of teams playing in the same sort of competitions and, and having that funnel to bring, you know, players through. Um, we, we um, ooh, it's a tough question, actually, yeah, <laughs> looking 10 years out. You know, I guess one of the key things for us, too, is, is, is how are we going to help, help the game? You know, it's... We do what we do, but also, if we are going to have better players coming through and and being more ready for, you know, the rigors of National League football or Central League football, and then onto A League football, we need to make sure that those players at the you know under tens, elevens, twelves, thirteens, fourteens are getting the best possible programs they can. You know, so it's 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 probably about helping that and growing that base so that that base is really really big, and then we've got you know really talented kids that are coming through. Yeah, and then you know, always winning an A League or, or winning a uh, sorry an A League men's or winning an A League women's is, is you know part of that part of that longer term plan. Um, and then also you know getting the women's program to to, to fully fully full time professional twelve months of the year. That's that's a big one for us. You know, at the moment they have a short shorter contract cycle than the men. So you know, getting that equality there and you know, having those women you know, being able to focus on football. You know, 12 months of the year and not worry about other things is, is critical as well. Yeah, good stuff, Sean. Well, listen, best of luck with, you, with your new role, uh, changing role from ops manager to uh, what you're doing now, which is, you know, uh, a director of football role. Uh, I, I wish you all the best, mate. But before we let you go, we do have to ask, uh, when you were a kid, who was your teammate? And who do you support up in uh, Europe? <laughs> Brenton said Brenton said this might be a good uh, good topic for you and I when I was uh, five years old back in the uh, early 80s I uh, got hooked on Man United watching big league soccer 
So Norman Whiteside and, and guys like that, that was uh, that was my club and been my club ever since. Oh, you're, you're a good man, Sean. You're welcome on the show anytime. <laughs> awesome. Thanks for your time, mate. Appreciate it. No problem at all. Go well. Sean Gill there with us, the new director of football for the Wellington Phoenix. It is a quarter away from four o'clock. Keep your texts coming through if you want to win four tickets. Thanks to Oppo for the MacArthur game next Sunday at three o'clock at Sky Stadium. When we come back, it is the Phoenix Fan Challenge with Oppo. Oppo, featuring Supervook, lightning quick smartphone charging tech. This is Phoenix Nation on SENZ. It's 10 minutes away from 4 o'clock here on Phoenix Nation. We've got a set of Enco W11 earbuds uh, from Oppo to give away with our Phoenix Fan Challenge, and that fan is David Cross. G'day, David. How are you? Afternoon, Ricardo. You, uh, you, you're working hard in, in the capital, mate? Uh, yeah, yeah. I, uh, I, uh, officially, I'm, I'm uh, sitting on a monthly uh, showcase at the moment, not talking to you. Right, okay, good, 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 good. Uh, that's what we want to hear, mate. Now, you've been with the Phoenix since day, day dot, from what I understand. Yeah, and, and, and as you yourself know, uh, before that, the Knights and Kings for my sins. So, yeah, it's been uh, 23 years of doing this, and I try not to be cynical, but I'm, you know, I, I've been through it all. To make, enough to make you lose your hair. Uh, well, to be fair, I didn't have much 23 years ago. It's probably not a lot worse now. <laughs> All right, mate. Are you ready for the uh, for the fan challenge? We've got five questions for you. You get three or more right. You win those uh, Oppo headphones. Yeah, w- watch me go 0 from 5. Okay. <laughs> I'm watching. Surely you'll get this one right. Well, here we go. First question for you, David. Former Phoenix captain Stephen Taylor played for which EPL side? Uh, Newcastle United. Long run up and puts it in the net. Oh, yes. In the net. In the net. There you go. G- gave you a gimme to start with, mate. You're one from one. So you just need two more. Um, Betsy Hassett has signed for the Phoenix women's team this season on loan from Stjarnan. Which country is Stjarnan based in? No, don't recall. Uh, know the team name. Uh, recall the signing. Let's go um, with... Slovenia. Saved by Rennie. Advantage Phoenix. That was a good guess, but no, Iceland. It was Slovenia. It took some thinking. It took some thinking, though. You obviously put some thinking. No, if I'd seen it written down, I'd have have had it. Yeah, never mind, mate. Uh, Here's question three for you. Which former Phoenix player scored for the Newcastle Jets against the Knicks last week? Junior McGarry. Long run up. I don't know if you heard it earlier, we just had Scott Galloway on, I asked him about it and he said uh, that he was surprised because he didn't think McGarry could shoot with his right, thought it was only for standing on. Yeah. <laughs> no well, comment. No comment. All right, here's I question didn't throw it. anything at the television when it happened. <laughs> uh, maybe, maybe, maybe we need to get Oppo to give us some TVs to give away, do you think? Um, Here's question four for you. Costa Barbarousas, uh, who's back with the Phoenix, he played for two European clubs in Elania, Vladikavats and Panathinaikos. Which countries are they in? Panathinaikos is Greek. Uh, Vladikavats is Georgian. Saved by Rennie. Advantage, Phoenix. Russian. Playing the Russian league. 
Um, so you've got to get this one to win yourself those Oppo earbuds, mate. Uh, here it is, question five. The Phoenix Reserves had their first win of the season in the National League on the weekend. Who did they beat? First week, I haven't watched them. Always uh, the way. It is always the way. Uh, let's go with Melville. Saved by Rennie. Advantage, Phoenix. Unlucky, mate. Christchurch United was the answer. A 3 1 uh, win. United had to keep that, a set off in the fourth. That was the mate. other option I was going with. Yeah, yeah. Unlucky. Unlucky. Uh, mate, thanks very much for playing. Um, hard, oh, hard luck, hard news. Uh, maybe next time. Yeah, yeah. I told you I'd be rubbish. <laughs> you weren't wrong. I my back myself to get. <laughs> you, you weren't wrong. Go well, mate. Thanks for, the, thanks for taking right. part. This is Phoenix Nation. Coming up to four o'clock here on SENZ, this is Phoenix Nation. If you've missed anything, uh, be sure to look up the SENZ podcast page. All of the interviews will be available there for you to listen to at your leisure. Thanks for your texts as well. Danny texting from Hamilton saying, wishing we didn't have have City this weekend. Definitely the best team in the league at the moment. Good to hear that David Ball is back in the squad. Be interesting to see where he plays. Um, So thank you for your text. And also on those tickets for the MacArthur game, congratulations. Congratulations to Neil. We'll, um, to Neil, we'll get in touch with you and get those tickets out to you. Enjoy the game, and uh, I know you want to take your daughters along. I hope they enjoy it as well. Up next, that is the run home with Beeve and Kirst, and first thing they'll have for you is the All Blacks team to play Japan this weekend.